Inside the Cave now brings you the official store to get all things Cave Crush and Inside the Cave at CaveCrushShop.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cave Crush and like our Facebook page, Cave Crush Shop. Hey, yo! Y'all ready? It's time to go inside the cave. Inside the cave. With CB. Joe Dirt. Big Dog Said. Cousin Lamar. International D. Cat and Belly Bell featuring Roland and Charles Heard. Inside the cave, mother. talk about in a second all right here we go welcome back inside the cave inside the cave podcast.com cave podcast.com cave shop.com let's get right into it thank you to everybody listen to our breast of show last week numbers are off the wall thank you to all our new listeners and even old listeners who came back checked us out appreciate that stick around we got more coming for you I am CB at I'm the real CB. I'm the guy that you all are mad at. Got questions about. Got more feedback. I didn't even get a chance to put in there. It's cool. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And next to me today, oh, wait a minute. He ain't here? All right. Well, we got the lovely, the beautiful, the talented cat is is back. Also with us today, the Southern Rap, Southern Country Rap Tune is what he does. Big Dog. What's up with it, man? Also with us today, Cousin Lamar makes his return. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And the Cleese Report Podcast coming soon from Three Leaf Films, rolling. What's up, what's up, what's up? All right, we got a lot to talk about, guys. We're back, we're back. Got a lot going on. Some new additions, some new stuff happening. Got some stuff happening next week. We'll get into all that, too. Uh, Big Herd will be here as well. Sports update. So let's get it started with Kill Yourself and Start Over. The first segment. See something effed up? The A Block. Talk your shit. Kill yourself and start over on Inside the Cave. Rolo was talking right before we went on. Does anybody have a kill yourself and start over that does have, doesn't have anything to do with this? What's her name? Kanika Jenkins debacle in Chicago. I'll let that go oh, first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got one. Oh, yeah, I got go ahead, one. Yeah, I, man, there's so much crazy stuff going on. I ain't want to keep it, you know, too serious. I try to lighten it up a little bit, but. I'm sure everybody talking about it. Everybody's seen it. But uh, my kill yourself and start over goes to Young Jock for wearing that blue dress. <laughs> I don't know if they just had a set Forever 21 or Rue 21 or Rainbow Charlotte Roos. But yeah, nigga, you need to kill yourself and start over. I'm sorry. Yeah, somebody just sent me that. Somebody just sent me that. Why Young Jock come at the end with uh, at the tail end of sundress season? <laughs> <laughs> he hit it cracking with the tradies. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. Sun going down in Atlanta. They say it's in the water. They say don't go to don't when you go to Mexico, don't drink Man. the water. When you go to Atlanta, don't, don't drink. I, you know, I'm I'm probably leaning into the whole conspiracy theory, but 
you know he on four VH1 TV shows, and then I'm sure he probably got an album about to drop. So maybe maybe he signed that deal. He he, he pledged allegiance. Who, who knows? Well, you know what's funny about that so theory? So you saying the young jock is a reality hoe? You <laughs> nah, saying he put on that dress? You know what they say when you put that dress on? Exactly. Hey, Joe. Yeah, it, it only worked for so it only worked for so long. Once you that dried up and washed up, that they not gonna say that career. <laughs> hey Joe, you make sure you edit that out. Do what you wanted to do, Mister. Okay. Yeah, I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. We, that did not happen on there. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> hey man, I got one. That I, I think it's kind of old though. What you got? Um, William Hagen and Chris Barker. Huh? Two Klan leaders oh. from North Carolina uh, got into this heated argument about <laughs> who's the most racist. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? They got into a little stabbing and, you know, a little altercation. Uh, maybe they need to try a little harder next time and kill themselves and not start over. That's funny. Damn shit. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. uh, I do do have one more too, man, but uh, I don't really want to get too deep into it right now, but I got to get you rolling. I got to get you kill yourself and start over, bro. Me? Yeah, man. (laughs) Let's see what happened. What happened? I'm I'm an angel in this. What you talking about? (laughs) Hey, I, I I got a couple of questions for you. Yes, sir. All right, so if uh, if you take an oath, uh huh, before God, yes, on any level, uh huh, I don't care if you're a police officer, anything you got to take an oath for. Right, right, right. Okay. Mhm. And your obligation is a little bit different. Yes, absolutely. So you're accountable for more than just yourself, right? For where you're going, I already agreed to that. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm just just checking. Man, listen, you, you you've been sharing the same notes as CB with y'all crazy non-listening skills. Hey, I, hey. What, what CB this. likes to do is, I can't believe y'all been on this show this long and not realize what CB does. <laughs> CB starts an argument. When he starts losing the argument. That's not he true. Changes, I never lost an argument. He changes what the <laughs> argument is about. I've never done that. Classic CB. I'm, I'm hip to you now, bro. I've been on the show long enough. I'm hip to you now. As soon as he starts losing, he'll you can't prove that. Well, the original, the original part I called him out on is when he said, "I don't read my Bible." And I expect my pastor to read it for me. That's what I never said. Said. <laughs> <laughs> so I checked him, and he tried to switch it up. <laughs> so, well, oh, well, ain't, the, well, ain't the pastor and all? Listen, we all know that. Listen, that's not what you said. Though. You said that you want to go to church, sit in the front row, put your collection in the collection plate, and had a pastor sing to you. That's what you said. Uh, see, I never said that. This sounds funny though. I'm teasing. Yeah, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. (laughs) Because it's funny and entertaining, I'm not going to argue, but I never said that. What you saying, CB? I never said that. I just said that a pastor has a a higher responsibility than I do. 
but that's not what you opened up with. You said that you didn't read your Bible and your expectation is for your pastor to be able to know and be doing right. And I said, that's yeah. true. I said, but where you're wrong is, is that every man is accountable for his own walk. Every man is accountable, but everybody there no expect, but. there's a but. There can't be a but, bro. How come it can't be? Okay, because the way the, the way the office of pastor works is, is that he has to give an account for your soul. Meaning that if he hasn't been doing his part, he got the answer for that. But that still don't give you a pass for you doing what you supposed to do. That's not what I said. We're not talking about me now. We talking about wasn't on that week. I'm telling you, CB. All I that heard what he said. All what? that stuff y'all trying to argue. I'm saying I'm, not I'm arguing. agreeing with y'all. No, no, I'm no. agreeing with all that. That's not even the point. How you he agreeing was, when you ain't when you ain't heard it yet? Because you're trying to say about the pastor that wasn't what the conversation was about. That's where CB took it after I called him on his bullshit about not having to read his Bible. All right, okay, well, I understand that every man's supposed to read for himself. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm asking you is. Are you wrong for expecting your pastor to be a man of God and walk a certain walk? Absolutely not. You're supposed to hold him accountable to be that. Absolutely. Okay, so so that's what the argument was. No, right? it wasn't. It was part it of was it though. Not. You need to listen to the tape again, bro. I'm too slick. You, you know, you know what the problem is with you and with you and CB. What? Y'all combine too many arguments into one topic, and then y'all get all in left and right field. I'm just going off with the first thing the man said when he opened his mouth. I told you what he do. He switched the conversation. Yeah, He's but you but you also time. said that the pastor is not accountable for you. Say it again. Didn't you say the pastor not accountable? That's not what I said. Because you I, say, I, I uh, or, or say did you say that you shouldn't expect anything from the pastor? That what you say? That's said? not what I said. No. Nope, what you say? What you say? I said that it's your obligation. The word states that you're supposed to be read your own Bible. All that other stuff, I totally agreed with him. Yes, the pastor's responsible. Yes, he has a holler call. He's actually called by God to pastor you. Absolutely. But why he don't preach for free? Why are we paying? Why are we paying, exactly. Why are you paying? Same thing, same thing with doctor. Now you taking a whole nother argument. If you no, I'm not making another. I'll ask the no, question. Look, I'm not making an argument. You said you bought a bottle question. of beer at 11.58. <laughs> then you said you bought the bottle of beer at 12 o'clock. You know you done fucked up, right? You know you done fucked up, bro. That's pretty good, Joe. Hey, Joe, who you got to see? Oh, shit. Hey, Roland, you know we're going to have to revisit this, bro. We can do it at the end of the show, absolutely, because that's because you ain't listen. You can't get me on this. I studied this way too long, fam. I do this. I do this church and Bible thing. I'm trying to tell you. I'm just a heathen right now. Hey, hey, well, I got I got a lot of questions. Yeah, and I got answers. I'm glad because I've been I've been looking for somebody to answer some of my questions. Yeah, I got answers, brother. I got answers. We'll get you there. Who you got, Joe? Uh, I got ESPN. Okay, that's good. ESPN could kill itself and start over. But well, they got Bill Hill apologize for calling Donald Trump a racist. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is a racist. She didn't say nothing wrong. She didn't call him out of his name. She didn't say nothing false. She tweeted that. 
because um, she was talking about a kid rock at first. He's supposed to be trying to run for some uh, political office in Michigan. And uh, she tweeted out that Donald Trump was a racist. And he is. Well, the thing about Jamel Hill is I, I actually like her. I used to listen to her podcast when they, they had the OG podcast. They was doing that joint for free, too. They was lit, her and Michael Smith. I do believe that they might have gotten a little bit beside themselves because Jamel and Michael are about the hoodest things on TV right now, um, unless you want to mix in a little bit of Shannon. Um, but Shannon's just more activist than anything. He ain't really hood. Shit, um, I put Max Kellerman got a lot of hood in him. That's, yeah, th- that's why they actually own them. They want a new flavor. I, I know, but I think they might have overstepped. And I'm not saying she's wrong. She had every right to say what she was going to say. And what's even more odd is, is that um, ESPN doesn't even, they're owned by ABC, which is very liberal. I mean, they had- It's owned by Disney, right? um, Which is owned by Disney. Yup, that's what I meant to say. Thanks for correction. Um, They're very, very liberal. They have, um, you know, homosexuals in their staff and everything. Like they, I'm surprised that they would even like think that was wrong because I'm sure they're not Trump supporters. But I think because their establishment, oh, they let me, have let me to stop you rolling. The reason why it's I got all about Twitter, that bottom dollar, a Twitter yeah, follower, a Twitter follower told me he said that uh, ESPN fired Mike Dicker when he said that he supported um, Trump, that he was voting for Trump. Okay, that's not why they fired him. He said something about Barack Obama. Said some sideways about him. That's why they fired him. Yep. Also, he didn't. So he didn't. It wasn't because he said he was um, voting for Trump. How do we tie nah. that to Jamel Hill? Though I'm lost. It's just like they uh, fired. Uh, what? What's the ex uh, Red Sox pitcher? Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Because he's making them wisecracks about transgender people. Now they they talking about people. All Jamel Hill said was that Donald Trump was a racist, which is true. She's not talking about the man. She ain't calling him out his name. So what the hell she got to apologize for? And like I said, to me, all this being unpolitically correct and all this kind of stuff, if we have a president of the United States who <laughs> carry on like that, you can't, you can't, you can't. People can't get in trouble for that no more. To me, until we have a new president, we have to be able to say, this is the new way of life. There's no such thing. <laughs> correctness there's no such thing as you can't say that you can't he ran on grab her by the pussy exactly <laughs> he, he won an election by saying can grab a woman by the pussy for real so there's there's no such thing as someone getting in trouble for what they say i don't care if we agree with it or not can i ask you a question can i ask you a no question get in trouble for that no more Listen, let me let me ask you this, because please, 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 listeners, do not write in that I am a Trump supporter. Please don't. That's not where this is going. Oh. But I do got a question. Be careful. Let's say this is a court of law. Trump stands accused of being a racist. What is the immediate hardcore evidence that he's a racist? That he's a racist? That he... uh kicked all them black people out of that apartment building, him and his daddy. Yep. But how is that? Want, uh, they didn't want to rent to them. Yep, and then, and yep, and here, here you go. Now, I'll give you one even better. Um, is that all, evidence, though? The, the, the Muslim. He has evidence. He got sued for it. Mexican judge, 
he can't do his job because he's Mexican. And he wasn't even Mexican. The man want to build a wall to keep Mexicans out of the United States. And he said That's the racist as hell. The judge can't do his job because he's Mexican. Let's just leave it at that. Or the Mexican, or the Mexican thing, you can spin that. No, you can't spin that one. Racism. His father, wasn't he arrested at like a Klan rally in like New York? Uh-huh. That's what they say. I haven't been able to vet that. I'm just saying, like you ask, I mean, you know, it's hearsay, sure, but if somebody That's what I mean. That's if no, somebody no, no. 20 for 20 years, you a crackhead. I mean, if the rumor lasts that long, the fact Hell, is, look at what he did to Obama. Everybody running around saying that Puffy's gay. Can we prove that he's gay? Well, you can. Somebody catch him in the bed with a man? <laughs> you can. That's all you I'm know. saying. Like, we say a whole lot of shit. That yeah, but you can. I'm not defending this motherfucker. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just I saying. Mean, like, I mean, Trump got there's plenty of things out there that Trump done put out I, there. I just get look, 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 look. Stop it. I just told you the man went on news and said that a Mexican judge can't do his job because he's building a, a wall against uh, for dividing America and Mexico. That's it. He right, said that. To, but 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 what his but what his supporters will say is is that he's just talking about illegal immigration. That's no, all. Okay, what about Obama not, and the birtherism? What about Obama no, and the birtherism no, shit? Listen, listen shit, to I what you don't questions about that nigga if he was from no, here. No, 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 <laughs> don't, don't, don't go there with Roland. This is a fact, what he said. He said that on TV, a Mexican judge can't do his job because he's Mexican. That's right, enough. And, but that that's like me saying, to me, that's like me saying, if if I'm going after somebody black, CB, you can't really, can't really no, cheer me because you black. Like you're gonna. Okay, say that's racist. That's racist. That's racist. That's racist. Whatever you want to say, we that's racist. All the time about whiteies. <laughs> We're not president. I'm not. I can't run for president. See, that's what this is. What happened with the pastor thing, uh, dog? This this is what happened. Yeah, I'm peeping him out. I'm, I can't believe he's trying to defend Trump. I'm not defending this motherfucker. I just said. Yeah. That. Hey, hey, you ever heard that? Hey, hey. Roland Whitlock. No, you know, hey, we got Roland Whitlock on here. No, no, don't start that shit. This is no. In my defense, <laughs> this is what the fuck. Um, Watch uh, your mouth. In, in Look, you can't you me. can't be on here talking about you uh you all in the Bible. Then you can flipping all at the mouth like that. You control Listen, yourself, young this man. This is what this is what you and said do to me every time I come with a kill yourself and start over, y'all sit there and nitpick the shit out of me. So all I was doing was saying, if you're going to say some shit, come with the facts. So you call me a bully? Might not know I just, no, no. Okay, Barola. Barola, I, I just told you, forget the birtherism stuff, forget all the conspiracies. The man went on the news and said that a Mexican judge cannot do his job because he's Mexican. So that's so, it. That's so all these all these racist comments and tweets and all the shit that he done, hey, you don't think that's just, enough to? Let's just uh, ignore the whole Muslim thing. This is all the conspiracies. Let's go by what this man said. That's enough. If he feels just like any news, his statements actually can be spun. That's all I'm saying. Everything can be spun. You can't. That's spin. what I'm saying. So you so can't spin that. In Jamel's Hill's situation, when she makes that statement. Sitting on Sports Center in a in a position like that, she technically, per probably her contract, can't make statements like that. That's where we're going with this. She's on Twitter. All right. and, uh, let me correct what I said. She hey, but I'm gonna say this though. Hey, you know I don't like Trump. Ass right? Theory. She called him a white supremacist. See what I'm saying? You gotta listen to what she actually said. So 
She called you him can't a tell me Donald Trump ain't a white supremacist. Man, I, I'm, I'm sure he is. But what I'm saying is, does Jamel Hill have a right to go to her Twitter and say that? Working for ESPN. She yes. has a right to do it. You, yes. you, make, you make a decision and you stand on it. Yes. Now, no you, now, now you got to be willing to deal with the consequences that follow. That's free speech. Dare you now, dog? Now you didn't say something. That's what I'm talking about because that's exactly where Colin Kaepernick is at right now. He had a right to do what he did, and now he got to deal with the consequences of it. Well, Jamel Hill, if you get fired, we got a spot for you on inside the cave. I don't know. I think we only get we only allow one woman on the show. You trying to get rid of Cat? Well, yeah, what are you saying? All right, all right, let's move on. All right, all right. Because we know he ain't going to edit it out. Hey, Kat, who you got, Kat? I usually don't have anybody, but uh, the young man who was hanged. Yeah, I heard about that. The little boy? Yes. Uh, Apparently a biracial uh, child was with another child, a younger child than him. And uh, this uh, Caucasian child put a rope around this child's neck. And um, it's just very, it's um, unfortunate that there's so much happening. Hurricanes and our president, we're, we're debating whether our president is racist or not. You're right. Underneath all of that, there are <laughs> real everyday issues uh, that even now, uh, biracial children are under attack from other children and uh, from what was understood the, the young man who was 14 that did this expressed you know he was just a joke he was just play and you know this is not the only story in the news involving a young person so my um, kill yourself and start over are is really for for people who are forgetting about the babies. There are young people that, you know, still are looking up to us and we should be very aware of how we and what we say and how we behave. And I think we forget that. And I think social media is very good on giving us like an alternate world to live in. So we can be uh, opinionated, we can be uh, offensive, we can be that. But then when we turn it off, we, we have people that are watching our behaviors and, and listening to the phrases that we use frequently. So, you know, this is another example of um, <laughs> a sad tale that kind of got not swept under the rug. It, it's been discussed, but you know, um, it's happening that kids are playing with ropes around other kids' necks. Uh, and we we have to be aware and, and conscious that this is still happening in our world today. So that's my kill yourself and start Very cool. Uh, but, but before you move on, Steve, I want to add just a little something to that. That kill yourself and start over also need to be directed to some of the parents. That's what I was about to say, the parents. Kids the are parents. being taught yep. this bullshit. And if you're not teaching it to them, you, you're doing it to where they can observe you when you act in that manner. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So uh, at some point, man, when, when when a child acts like that, you need to start looking at the parent to see what kind of shit they into. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, because if that parent is not if that parent is not teaching that or living that lifestyle, that parent's gonna be pissed off and trying to find out where the kid's getting it from. Exactly. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? That's right. I guess I'll see you next time.
<laughs> the question of the day. Uh, I want to know from a 19-year-old girl. Everybody's talking about what is that 19-year-old girl doing there and all this kind of stuff. Can you tell me? Because I, I can tell you what a 19-year-old boy is thinking uh, at that age. He's thinking the same thing that a 29-year-old man is thinking. A 39-year-old man. We're the same. And I just want to know, from a, can you talk from a 19-year-old girl's perspective, going to a club, going to a party, hanging out, and, you know, just tell me, tell me from the, the, the thought of a, because you were there before, because I, sometimes I feel like some, how, how could teenage girls be so naive, but I don't want to be in the victim blaming. So I just want to know, you know. Glad you followed it up with that last thing because to tie in what Big Dog said, it's also about the parent. Um, at 19, and I remember clearly my maybe it might have been my 18th birthday, but uh, my mother rented me a hotel suite, so I had yeah. bedrooms and everything. However, my mother was next door, and right. my cousins were there, and yeah. we were drinking. I wasn't 21. My mother knew I wasn't 21. We were drinking. We were having a good time, but the difference, I think for me and children these days, uh, I had somewhere to go. I had a parent who supported what I wanted to do. If I wanted to have a party, she would take her Saturday night, her weekend, and be in the room next door. Um, right. And my friends knew that. So I didn't have friends that were doing things that my mother couldn't know about because my mom was right next door. So one thing when I saw the video that, especially the most recent one where it showed everyone sitting in this small hotel room. These kids want to kick it. At 19, I want to kick it too. And that's the innocent part about this, CB. That's the innocent part. Wanting to hang out at a party, that's innocent. That's what 19-year-olds are supposed to do. What I'm more angry about, and I'm literally angry with this, is the fact that we're not talking about rape yet again in the African-American community. We're not talking about sexualizing things as black people. Why our children feel like sex is a part of the entertainment of a party. That's our fault as adults, as the parents. I have a 19 year old son. And is he having a party at a hotel? Hail to the no. He's having a party at his house with the friends that come over that his mother knows. I know their parents. I'm an involved mom. He's not just popping up with random chicks. It's not that type of party because I'm involved. And so I do understand this mother is grieving. Oh, I can't, y'all, it break my heart because they just kids. But we're not addressing the issues that our sons expect sex. Our daughters want to give it. That's the big issue. If you want to talk to me about this girl who's in a freezer, want to talk to me about that let's talk for real let's talk about our kids don't have anywhere to go to party we're not watching our children 19 is still a kid and we're not there see That's the problem is i think the problem was is that she told her mother one thing and when it did something different that's what every teenage girl okay did. i understand that i'm you not and listen to I, what i'm saying hold on I a second hotel party nope. And told my mother I was somewhere else. But was okay. I worried? Was fine. I concerned about getting raped? No. Right, but nobody knows how old the people were in that, and the uh, guys were in that room because exactly. we didn't see the guys in the video. Okay. 
We so, are not encouraging relationships. We encouraging kicking it. Okay, I ain't saying nothing about that. I'm talking about nobody knows how old the guys were in that video. Exactly. So, so we have to teach so our. Could have been older guys in that, and it looked like the girl that who was taping it was uh, older herself. Yeah, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You leave the part. Okay. Teach your kids that. You teach your children to avoid danger. Well, I mean, she. I'm sure she didn't think she was in danger. She was with her friend. A recent story that happened to a friend. His daughter was at a concert, and I'm not going to say which concert. I'll just say that the rapper on stage, because she's a gorgeous girl, he saw her, and he says, yeah, come back to the tour bus. He picks some girls out of the audience. No one in there is over 21, not even the rapper on stage. He picks some girls out of the audience. She gets on this tour bus because she's thinking she's about to get a picture with her favorite rapper. The oh. bus takes off. The bus is now going from the suburbs to the city. She's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? That's, that's bad parenting. Now the weed smoke is coming out. Now everybody's drinking. She's freaking out. So what does she do? She goes, wait a minute, what's going on? They don't like her anymore now because she's lame. So What's they immediately, yeah. wait a minute, they pull over on the expressway. They let this girl out on the highway. That's fucked they, up. Exactly. It's fucked but up. move showed a reflection of how she was raised, of the person her father would not have stood for any behavior that was not acceptable. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of two ways to look at that, though, Kat. She got out of that bus despite the embarrassment they're laughing at her. She gets off on the highway and finds her way to a gas station to go home. We have to teach our kids and we have to give them someplace to safely be. I know, but that's why that's why I originally asked you the question about a 19-year-old, 19-year-old girl. Because I I'm, I'm I wanna know, because it's gotta be a fine line between telling teenage girls that niggas ain't shit to the pet. To the See, point man, to where you want to say. I, I know where you're going. I don't mean to cut you off because we've been talking over each other. You know, me and Roland kind of touched on this a few episodes back when I talked about preparing your kids for the real world. Mm-hmm. A lot of females are naive if they think that most guys are just doing something just to be nice at that age. There's no such thing. If if you go, if if, uh, um, if you meet up with a guy, you're a young lady, and you hang out a few times, in your mind, you're in a relationship. In his mind, you just kicking it or you'll jump off or whatever. You see what I'm saying? This assuming and being naive and thinking that people have good intentions just to do something nice for you is bullshit. And oh, as a parent, you need to, if, if, if you're a man and you've been out there yourself and you know how you thought when you was at that age, if you don't tell right. your daughter what you really expect when she's out there hanging out, then you're failing your child as a dad. You ain't shit. I just yep. want to be- You ain't shit as a father. I don't want us to shame the victim. Nobody's victim We're shaming. not talking about shaming. We're just saying that- a lot of young girls are naive. They go out thinking that guys are just going to be nice and do things but for them and don't expect anything. Are you teaching your son to be nice to girls? Repeat that, Kat. Yes. 
yes, I'm, yes, I'm, yes, yes, I'm, we are, Cat. But you gotta understand. This is what I'm. This is what I'm trying to say. Is that boys at the age of 19 think like the boys, at the, uh, men at the age of 29, that adrenaline. That I'm not making an excuse for it because I look back at some of the decisions and things and thoughts that I made at that age. Like what the hell? But that's what I'm trying to say. You have to prepare. I want to know what do these teenage girls be thinking because. I would tell my daughter right away, look, don't nothing happen good after 7 o'clock p.m. On Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, hell, anytime. Don't nothing good happen. A, a boy only wants one thing, and after he gets that from you, he's trying to get it from your friend. That's it. I mean, that's facts. But, I think, but, but, but what I, what I, where I think Cat is going is a place that we definitely have to visit. The problem is, is that it's to me it's not relevant for what where we're at today we already have a problem with young men even dealing with young men most of them are being raised by nobody or they're being raised by a single mother okay so if the men are struggling with emotional problems what do you think the boys are doing so that goes without saying well, hold on, hold on one second, Roland, before you finish that because you got a lot of single fathers out there raising kids now so that, so, so that little, how about, how about, how about we just say, how about we just say single, hey, I was in the same boat, bro. I, I'm a single father too. I was a single father. I was too, too so before I, I got married. So what but, I'm saying but is, is, but listen though, just say sick, look here, single parent, single parent in period. Okay. Is, single is parent, a problem. But single parent. I got you. Nonetheless, we're still failing our boys, whether they're matter of fact, how about this? Even if they got a mother and father at home, we're failing them. The point yeah, is, that, is that we're failing them, right? Here's the, here's, the, here's the immediate issue, right? I think that this situation can allow us to address the immediate issue. You guys keep making it about these boys. It ain't about these boys. Because just like CB said, boys are going to be boys. Now, whether it, the truth comes out that she was raped and murdered or she just got murdered, it might not even have nothing to do with them boys. Or it could have been completely consensual sex. That's and that's where I'm going, Kat, is that girls want to have sex too. So the issue's not necessarily about, I'm not saying that rape's not an issue, but all I'm saying is, to me, at the core of this problem, it ain't even on the mother. It's on the mother that she should have taught her better to make better decisions. But at the end of the day, young ladies need to know from somebody that you have to be able to trust your crew and you have to put yourself in good situations. It was a bad situation from the gate. When they Man, was in that hotel what was going on or what was happening at that party. Stop shaming that girl for wanting to have a good time. You missing Stop. what I'm... Cat, do not allow it anymore. Stop it. Nobody, you missing what I'm saying, Cat? Party. She I have two daughters, Cat. Exactly, and you're teaching your daughters not to be a person to avoid a nigga because he looked crazy. You're teaching your daughters. Look, if you would let me finish, I'm not even talking about the boys. The boys missing the point. It's our issue. The you issue is the can they go to kick it that we can watch too, Cat. You missing the point. No, I you're just, missing the point because the whole thing. I just when it ain't about the boys. I just left. 
I just prefaced my comments with it ain't about the boys, honey. It's about those girls. It's about those And my thing to you is get off of that because it's not the girls either. It's everybody. Don't just put it on the girl. The girl wound up in the freezer. I didn't say the girl. I didn't it was say not the girl. girl. It's a situation like, hap like happens in a lot of times in our city. I well, we don't have anywhere for them to go. So now they outside shooting. We don't have anywhere for them to go. Now they ending up in freezers. Okay. As moms, as dads, okay. our children have to be able to come to us. We should know their friends. They can come in. We can be parents. It's a, you know, it takes a village. We all supposed to be helping each other out. I'm a single mother. Okay, but we're not, but we're, but we're You're not. not the son Pat, you got to let Roland talk. Hold on a second. Wait. You're not gonna put it on the boys. But we don't even know if the girl was raped, Kath. I just prefaced my comment with, we're not talking about the boys and we're not talking about rape. If you let me get where I'm going, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Exactly. I didn't try to shame exactly. that young lady. It's all right, you can be passionate, but I will, I'm listening too, while you telling everybody you talk, that you can listen. I listen very well. And okay. all I'm getting to is, the point you're making is moot. Because the girl, here and we got to pick up and move forward it doesn't matter whose fault what we know I wasn't is trying to get forward i wasn't trying to get forward i'm what i'm saying is is that we okay let's do this let's say it's a boy that's dead let's not even use girls let's say it's 20 guys in that room and it ain't about sex and there's a a 15 a 19 year old boy hanging out with a bunch of 25 year old men or young men and those guys are in there with drugs and guns. All I'm saying is, is that when they went there to kick it, and this situation started to get out of hand, somebody has to be the responsible person that says, this ain't right, we need to go. That's a great point. That is a great point. I'm not trying to shame a victim. My That's heart has great been point. bleeding for that young lady since Sunday. I've That's been three in the morning having conversations with my wife about this very subject. That's the no, last no, no. thing I'm doing. No, I have a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old. Most of our teenagers. Uh, you ain't got to prove your point, Roland. That's, That's a good point. That's all I'm saying, too. As parents, we are the responsible adults. So we have to get right. involved and know what's happening with our children. That's, That's exactly true. what I'm saying. But that's not where we're at today. So what I'm saying is, is that the immediate need to me is at least teaching the decision maker, meaning the person that's in the situation to know your surroundings, know who you came with and make better decisions. That's all, that's the only place I was getting is that, like you said, moving forward, we can't make parents be better tomorrow, right? We can't make young boys get raised better tomorrow, right? We can't make parents be together and be in a family structure tomorrow, right? Exactly. So what we have to do is- Hey, I disagree. I'm a teacher. So my job is to make tomorrow better. That's my job every time I get up is to make a better. What so grade, what grade I, do you teach? My job, my decision right. is based on better. What so grade do you teach? If we tell a parent, if we reach right, out to our friends immediately and say, hey guys, let's hold a party for the team. Let's do something for the kids. That's one thing we could do. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying we got to change mindset. I'm saying let everybody collaborate. We all got teenage kids. Why they don't kick it? 
Yeah. Now, 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 I, 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 we're going to move on now. I just I do want to say this, that I think the responsibility is on us to teach kids, boys and girls, that of situations when it looks like it could be heading wrong, how to leave, how to properly leave, exactly. how to tell, how to tell, okay, our, tell their friends. And the only th- the only problem with that is the fact that she was in there with some other people who looked older than her, and if they didn't want her to leave, she wasn't gonna leave. That's the problem. And we don't know if she tried to leave. So you're right; it's all moot because we there's still many many facts that we don't know. All I was trying to do is 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 just kind of look at one aspect of it because there's a lot of wrong that goes around in all of this. I understand what you said, but sometimes you go and do things and you you in a bad situation, not because of what you've done, but because of the people around you. You yeah, understand? You know what, man? That's what I, I mean I by remember, knowing your friends. But I that's what I'm being, saying. Sometimes, was, sometimes you don't see it coming. I remember being told as a kid, if you're going somewhere and you tell me that you're going somewhere, you need to go where you're telling me that you're going. Because nine times out of 10, when you deviate from where you say you're going, something bad happens. That's true. Because more than likely, if you go so, if you tell your parents you're going one place and you sneak off and do something totally different, nine times out of 10, you're going somewhere that you shouldn't fucking be in the first place. And, and, And you know what, Big Dog, that's a great point because- Because if you were supposed to be there, you wouldn't be ashamed to tell your parents. Colin Cowherd says it best. At the age of 15, I'm done raising you. Everything after that is about don't get into the wrong car, don't let other, don't let the wrong person in your car, and don't go to the wrong places. If you can just avoid that, that could that could be the difference between life and death. And then he said, he said I think that Cat brought up a good analogy though. She used the per the, the young lady that was at the at the concert who got on the tour bus. She had no intention on getting that on that. But see, Roland, let me stop. Let me stop you, Roland. See, see, the guys on here, we thinking like the moment she's the cast started telling the story, we already knew what was gonna happen. And see, that's what I'm saying. How could nobody not tell this girl? That's 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 our job as adults to protect them. Nobody <laughs> told this girl when you go to a concert, there's nothing nothing good is gonna happen to you backstage. But Nobody told me. I met John Legend that way. I got a picture with John Legend that way. Like, it didn't turn out that way for me. It doesn't yes, work. There's always exceptions to the rules, but everybody's not like that. And what it's, I'm nev- it's never 100%, though, Kat. It's all, it's all, you always gambling. It's always well, a gamble. Nothing good happens and backstage. Nowhere. That's very true. And we also teach our children to take risks. We also teach our children not to be afraid. It's a very, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get into like a parenting discussion, but I do just want, I brought that story up to be an example that here's a, you know, just a girl who was outside and she could have stayed on that bus and things could have happened to her that she never wanted to. Exactly. She was smart enough to get off and it didn't matter where she got off at. And that's what, that was the point I wanted everybody to hear that she made the unpopular choice. Did her friends stay on the bus? Like all of these other factors are, are, are coming to play. But here's this guy saying, yeah, he's a he's a rapper. He's on stage, he picked her out. Look at all that. Like you can't blame her for saying, yeah, I want to get on the bus. She had no clue that the bus was about to pull off. Yeah, but Kat, that's what I said earlier. You can't, you can't be naive like that. That's that's where I was going, big dog. The point Kat, was, let me tell you something. she got off, she shouldn't have got on. 
<laughs> nobody's nobody's saying that women shouldn't be allowed to go out and have fun and do whatever they want to do. I'm I'm the last one to say that. The rapper, we're all totally cool with him kidnapping, but we're not okay with her not making the better choice to not get. No, 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 okay. You you miss you missing the point. Nobody okay. said we was cool with him kidnapping her. He was all in the wrong. That what I'm saying is she took a gamble. Point that point. That point, I know you're right, it's a gamble and we gotta teach our girls, but what about the boys? We gotta teach them Everybody too. Everybody's accountable, that's what we're saying. Gotta hold them accountable. Let's talk about an accountable adult who got a young girl on a bus. That that's what I said. Accountable, and this is what I'm saying. His like, ad, he should have been charged with kidnapping. It doesn't make it better. He was bogus. And I agree wholeheartedly with her. He should have been charged for kidnapping. He should have been. He should have been charged with kidnapping. Oh, of course the other girl's father pursued a million charges, but he's got lawyers. So this slap on the wrist wasn't a slap on the wrist. But the whole point of the story is, like you said, every decision is a choice. And we wouldn't want for her to, to you know, every second of her life at a party, someone having a good time. Okay, you, it, it depends on the type of party. Now, when you talk about partying, if you go into a party that you know that you should not be at. Let's just really be careful about shaming someone who didn't mean for it to happen in the first place. Cat, nobody never means for anything bad to happen to them. Girl, exactly. Right. So if your son or daughter ends up in a situation, you're right. They shouldn't be there, but they are. And we have to teach them what to do to be able to uphold the integrity of your family. I yeah, but you still got to use that example to be able to teach the next kid that this, this whether we don't even know what happened, but let's let's just say that maybe she should have been there. Who knows? What, what, like what, but what we're trying to make you understand is that, that you, got to, you got to recognize, you got to know your surroundings. If some shit don't look right, you need to leave. All right, we got to at least attempt to leave. Got an opinion? Let your voice be heard. Want to change the direction of the show? Talk your sh Tell us how you really feel. Listeners feedback with Cousin Lamar on Inside the Cave. First up, we got uh, bon, bon Keisha Jenkins. And uh, she writes in, she says, CB's rant on mistresses versus side chicks. First off, let me say that, let me say that shit is dumb as hell. I own a salon. I decided to play the show over the shop speakers so the ladies getting serviced and my employees could listen in. Damn, that was one long ass conversation after all that fucking ignorance CB said. CB, we have a few questions. Number one, what does the mistress, what does the mistress get in return for buying you and your badass kids gifts? What benefits does she receive being the mistress who remembers your wife's birthday and your anniversary? Please, nigga, don't say the dick. No woman is gonna do all that shit for dick. Women get dick easily, no work required. A woman who's got your back like that loves your dumb ass. As unhealthy as it is, she has to be in love or you have to be rich as fuck. Lastly, most niggas would know a good quality mistress if she stared him in the face. Niggas on that Instagram booty side chick shit these days who spill all your tea first chance they get. Hey, all I got to say is thank you for somebody to send that long of an email in. If you got time like that and you and that and my segment moved you like that and to, that was a very long email. 
All I'm gonna say is thank you. Cat, do you know the difference between a side chick and a mistress? Not right now, CB. No, not right well, now. No, no, the reason why, because this, this lady clearly didn't understand what I was doing. Okay. No, CB, no. Another one. All right, go ahead, cuz. All right, next up, we got Cheryl. Cheryl writes in, she says, CB having a crush on Stephanie Mills was cute. Are you for real, Mary? Wait, what? Why do you all call him International D? I can't believe you guys think it's acceptable for men to sleep around, but women have to be conservative with their sexuality. I feel bad for that young lady. Who was she? That wasn't Kat because Kat would have defended us better, I think. As you see by listening to this today's show, you're right. Now that was uh, Kayla, uh, Catfire Kayla. All right, go ahead, uh, Cuz. Another right. one. Next up, we got Lance. Lance writes in, he says, why Roland go off on Chicago like that doing kill yourself and start over? Both of y'all right though. This show was funny as hell. Greg Merriweather and the crew don't hold back any punches. I be laughing hard. It started quick with old boy not feeling that solar eclipse shit. The 1996 NBA Finals conspiracy might have some weight on it, bro. That's by far the best theory Roland came up with. Need to take that theory to a big stage. What happened to Dick to, to Big Dog, bro? Big Dog is back. Let me say this. I know we said I wasn't going to respond, but Lance, uh, all you got to do is keep sharing inside the cave and we will become the big stage. Bro. <laughs> so, hey, just That's keep right. sharing. Tell everybody. All right, go ahead. Uh, Another one. All right. Next up, we got Kelly. Kelly writes in and says, I always wondered why your female co-host wasn't on constantly, but seeing the way she was treated from the best of inside the cave, episode to the breast of Inside the Cave. I understand why. Another one. All right. Next up, we got Michelle. Michelle writes in, she says, what is CB talking about? Stacy Stacy Dash wants to sleep with Barack Obama. That makes no sense at all. And why would Roland try to make sense of that? Not a fan of racism given today's climate. The white cussing versus black cussing was funny. Listening to Breast of Show just brings back bad memories I know I sent in feedback on the men's treatment toward Kat already. And it seems you all were just as bad to your other co-hosts too. No wonder she left. She ain't leave, she got fired. Got fired. <laughs> Another one. Right. Next up, we got Troy. Troy writes in, he says, not, not going to lie, the 1996 NBA Finals conspiracy was deep and actually made me look that up. But y'all really think Gary Payton was that good of a defender to change that series? I may be younger, but I remember Gary Payton getting crossed up by white chocolate. That guy ain't guarding Jordan. Breast of inside the cave is lit, bro. Cave court segment. Yeah, can I touch on that? That's crazy. First of all, youngin, um, Jason Williams uh, or white chocolate crossed up a whole lot of people. And Gary Payton was- I like it. He did Gary Payton though. <laughs> yeah, he did. But but Gary Payton was nicknamed the glove. And if and if that's your evidence, AI crossed up Jordan. So man, Oh man. no, God. You see you always go so far to the man, I'm not gonna have this conversation. I just use it as an example. That is a bad example because he did not cross up Jordan. He man. did cross hey, Mike. He did oh, cross Mike. He did a definition of crossover on Mike. Yeah, he okay. Mike. He crossed Mike over so hard that Jordan almost blocked his shot. Anyway, go ahead, cuz. I'm not doing Whatever. this. Whatever. He crossed Mike. He crossed him. 
No, we did. Another one. All right. Next up, we got Nina. Nina writes in saying, Black Lives Matter affecting the election was well thought out theory by Roland. And it seems like it's becoming more of a reality than just a theory. Listening to your breast of shows, my oh my has inside the cave changed over the years. Didn't, re didn't really realize it listening week to week, but the addition of new characters, the show has really changed. And let me uh, let me chime let me chime in on that. Hey, listen, will y'all stop saying rolling when it comes to these theories? I can't take credit. They come, they have been spawned from the sick, demented mind of CB. And I just put some That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I don't want to take this is your segment. <laughs> no, it's your segment. He brings a subject and then, I, and then I dig into it, but I can't take total credit. For it. Right. I, I appreciate the feedback. Thank you. Another one. All right. Next up, we got Carol. Carol writes in. She says, you guys are actually right about Black Lives Matter. Where are they now and what was their purpose? I wasn't sure about Roland at first, but he does great work and his program is newsworthy. Does he have a page for Facebook too? We'll be listening to his new show, Who Died and Made You, CB, a comedian. Shaking my head. I mean, Roland, he all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say this, is that um, I did have to start a new Facebook page because I shut mine down um, probably last year sometime because I didn't feel like I was getting the feedback that I was looking for. So I do have a new one. It doesn't have any followers yet. I just started it. It's going to be uh please report podcast um and i will be advertising it on my ig page to kind of get people to join so another one all right and then finally we got uh miss marche marshall she writes in saying cb please stop with the corny ass jokes roll aids really <laughs> i'm giving you a kill yourself and start over laugh out loud another thing so what i got an aol account laugh out loud well, Miss Marche, you might as well talk said, CB, give me some more racially insensitive jokes because that's what I'm going to do for you <laughs> since you said that. I got the feedback. I know everybody said it. So here you go. Hey, Joe. Yeah. How can you tell when the Mexicans have moved into your neighborhood? How can you tell when the Mexicans have moved into your neighborhood? The black people get insurance. <laughs> All right, here you go. You, you probably heard this before. Why don't black people listen to country music? Why? Because when they hear hold down, they think their sister been shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more, Joe. What would Mar <laughs> hey, what would Martin Luther King be if he was white? What? Alive. Probably president, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, here we go. Hold on, I gotta give you this one, though. Hey, how do Asians name their kids? Wow. They throw them down a flight of stairs and see what sounds they make. Hey, one more, more Joe. One more, Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> hey, Joe. A Chinese couple had a black baby. You know what they named them? What they name? Something Wong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Hey, this guy right there. I'll tell you, I'm not a comedian, but yeah. I do like playing one on this podcast. That is funny shit to me. Hey, man, you need to set your head down. So hey. Now, <laughs> hey, I do got some feedback for Cat. Cat, I got to tell you something, Cat. Now, somebody else sent this in anonymously. Well, I'll just tell you. Her name is uh, Rochelle. She worked well. You know, anyway. That she, nigga love giving up tapes, anyway. don't he? No, no, they oh. got to hear this, Cat. Cat, <laughs> she says, how is Cat always talking about mental health, but don't see a woman that has mental health issues? She wasn't a thief. She was a kleptomaniac. Cat, uh, that was about your jewel thief lady that you uh, talked about uh, last year. Uh, Remember that? I'm sorry that I want to offer help and <laughs> not offering it with the correct di- the term. Excuse me, my love. You're right. My bad. <laughs> kleptomaniac. Yes, Thought-provoking ignorance with special guests and Cave Crush interviews. Inside the cave. Now that's how you podcast. Inside the cave. Are, are you enjoying this episode of Inside the Cave? Well, get your ass up and rate us on iTunes. Inside the Cave podcast. Five stars or kill yourself and start over. Get the latest in cave fashion at CaveCrushShop.com. That's CaveCrushShop.com. Follow Inside the Cave on Instagram at Inside the Cave and at Cave Crush for the hottest women on the planet. Like Inside the Cave on Facebook, Inside the Cave Podcast, and follow Inside the Cave on Twitter at Cave Crush. Inside the Cave. Thought-provoking ignorant guy talk with special guests and Cave Crush interviews. Uninterrupted, undisputed, and unedited. It's time to go around the cave. I've been really giving this a whole lot of thought. And this this Colin Kaepernick and Ray Lewis thing is really starting to bother me. I know that I've came at the crew with a little bit of sideways, trying to come at Colin a little bit to say, hey, listen, it ain't really going down the way y'all think it is. But I will say this, with all the attacks the young man has gotten from the black community on, um, on uh, you know, these talk shows and stuff, I'm really starting to get behind this dude, man. This is really starting to be almost like a conspiracy. It's almost like they have gotten marching orders where they keep lining black guy after black guy after black guy to talk negatively about the 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 um him kneeling for the flag. And I'm like, I can see white folks trying to misdirect the whole police brutality and black men getting killed or color, you know, the people of color getting killed. But for black people to do it. It, it just blows my mind. Ray Lewis has stood against this man at every turn and then tries to make us, he goes on NFL Network. That was what my Kill Yourself and Start Over was going to be. He goes on the NFL Network and sits on the panel with himself, another brother, which is James Brown, two white quarterbacks, and a freaking white woman. And the white woman is the only one that gets it right. How is they not singling this guy out? Usually one of the only ones that get it right. I'm sorry not to interrupt, but you're right. Say again? No, you're right. Usually women are the usually people who only get it right, but you're right. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. No interrupt. I mean, but I'm just, I'm really starting to come around on this thing 
and starting to say, guys, y'all really got to look at this. You got to look at the attack. They line up black man after black man after black man. They can't be doing it on their own. They have to be getting margin orders. That's my round of case. All right, Lamar, who you got? Or what you got? Damn, y'all went way too deep, man. I was uh, actually listening to a song. You know, I was be on Spotify a lot and uh, go to the R&B section. And uh, K. Chill got this new song out. And I figured being, you know, Wednesday, uh, Woman Crush Wednesday, everybody check out this song. It's called yeah. Birthday. The lyrics to the song, man, K. Michelle, I was already a fan. But I I'm going to just read a couple lines. Um, all right, so the song is titled Birthday. In the first three lines, she'd say, it's your birthday, baby, what you want to do? I got some bitches, got some pretty bitches coming through. No, I said I never do it, but I guess I lie. Roll a L, roll a L, fuck it, let's get high. That's the intro to the song. Okay. This to the song, man. Uh, that's about K. Michelle? That's K. Michelle. I'm like, normally she get to that. Yeah, I'm she, listening to that you know, tonight. <laughs> man, she's normally on, a, on, on like, you know, she loved country. So, I, you know, when she made this, man, she had my head spinning. I've listened to the damn song all day. I'm like, shit, she giving me some ideas. But, yeah, that's that's my round of KK K Michelle. Good job. Job well done. That boy, Lamar. Uh, big dog. Can we make that a country rap tune one of these weeks? <laughs> Jeez. All right, what you got, dog? Hey man, I was gonna go somewhere, but I'm gonna pass on it. Joe. All right, check this out. Uh, this got some along, uh, according to do with uh, the girl Kanika Jenkins, you know, and it's more so like, you know, we always uh, ready to march or ready to do something when somebody of another race do something to black people, but right. we have a problem with doing things to ourselves. No, not that it would be any less uh, heinous if somebody white would have did this to her, but you got to understand that these are other black people that's doing this. You know, there is something wrong. You know, we can't keep doing shit to ourselves then looking for, um, you know, looking for something else in return. You know what I mean? I mean, we can't keep doing shit to ourselves and then looking to go out and find you know, some silver line in here. You know, white people ain't gonna help us out. We gotta help ourselves out. We can't keep fucking ourselves up here. I mean, I, I mean, I had a better way of putting it earlier before I was less tired. But I'm just saying, we gotta stop doing shit to ourselves. That's a great point. All right, Kat. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I'm gonna share and be a little candid because it kind of ties into my message today, apparently. And that's about parents. Um, something significant happened. My son moved to Los Angeles. And I really didn't realize how much I depended on him until he left, until it was time for him to go. Yeah. I have a younger daughter. And the reality hit me so hard about maybe three weeks ago um, who's going to watch my daughter? Who's going to pick her up from school? Who's going to make sure she does her homework? Because, like, I could hire anybody to make sure she do what she's supposed to do, but I don't trust everybody. Like, 
you know, it, it, it just overwhelmed me so much, y'all, that I had to make a choice. And that choice was, do I keep working and taking care of other people's children? Or do I step out on a belief that I can do it and just quit my job? And it was a lot of decisions. It was a lot of back and forth. Um, I had a lot of friends that were like, girl, I got you, I got you, but I love them, but do they really? You know, my daughter missed two days, three days of school the entire school year last year. And those three were excused absences. Like, who's, who's gonna make sure <clears throat> she gets to school every day? Who's gonna make sure when she gets home and, and, and honestly, y'all, I tried it. I tried everything. I tried to convince my nine-year-old to stay home just a little while by herself until I got off work. And how much can I ask a little girl to do, you know? Like, it was a very difficult decision, but I resigned. And I haven't been on the show because I've been hustling, y'all. Everything I can do. I work well with children, so I've been working. I've been working. Whenever they call, I go because I don't want my daughter to be dead in a freezer. Amen. So every choice that I make for my children, for my children, I could care less about buying a purse, getting my hair done. Are you serious? Are you serious? I haven't been to a salon in a year. Why? Because I love my daughter. So I quit my job. And no, I don't got food stamps coming in. I'm working. While she's in school, I work my ass off. And then I pick her up and I make her dinner. And you all see me do it. So when I'm, when I'm talking about parents, it's the tough decisions we make. It's the stuff we don't want to do that makes us better parents. And if we want our children to just be kids, to party in a hotel, then some choices we gotta make gotta be sacrifices. Sometimes we gotta say, you know what, forget what I need, cause I gotta do it for my kid. So that's my around the cake. That's it. a girl, cat. Uh, let me get, let me start mine off by saying, first of all, happy birthday to cat, to our beautiful co-host cat. <laughs> Sure. Don't forget the kittens. Happy birthday to the kittens too. That all well. Right. <laughs> also, I want to uh, first let me touch on this real quick before I get into mine. Uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz got caught. Uh, for those who know Ted Cruz, he's a senator out of Texas. Donald Trump inf infamously named him Lion Ted Cruz. He's a Republican, and he got caught on Twitter liking porn. That's right. The good old boy. <laughs> Republican got caught on Twitter liking porn. So you could put him in the same category as Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly, Eric yeah, Bowling. said he got hacked. Oh, Somebody yeah. took you can't, <laughs> hey, you can't hack. You can't. You said it was an accident. You can't hack a verified account, brother. Okay. Uh, My account. Hey, but, but you can accidentally like some shit. How are you looking at it? <laughs> Okay. That's what's funny. He likes some shit that he watched. Oh, hey, this is this is this. Hey, wrong with that. Hey, this is just. Hey, hey, oh, oh no, no, no! You hey, can't you ask a question. This, you this know is, what? No, he did. He did own that though. He this, owned it to it. Though. Wait a minute! This is around the cave. No interruptions. Hey. Oh, this is your. Hey, you you, you, you ain't come out the You're around the cave, uh, they Come on, man. This is my around the cave. I'm talking. I'm talking. You don't get two. This is. I'm talking. 
I thought this. I didn't know this was your round the cake. Okay, yeah, that was a comma. You said I'm gonna get into this before I get to my round the cake. No, that was a comma. Yeah, one minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys took up my one minute. I just want to say this. Let's move on to the next segment. Then. I, Let's move on. Oh, I'm not, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I just want to break news real quick for my around the cave that uh, you can. Hey, you heard it here first. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony will be teammates. Not next year, but the year after. Not this season coming up, but next season. I have an in source. I have a source, and I have been doing research. You can put it on the board. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony will be teammates. And the reason why I'm saying that is because even if they are teammates, it doesn't matter. You will not beat the Golden State Warriors. You know, general managers in the NBA, I see everybody, all these, I wish Herb was here. I see all these ESPN pundits and all these news guys. They're all talking about, oh, you know, that guy from uh, Oklahoma City, he had, he had Harden, Durant, and Westbrook. And he couldn't win. Man, that guy should have been fired. Who was the first guy? I've been saying that since we started this podcast, that that guy is a mark. If you have all three of those guys and you can't win, that's a you problem. You should be fired and you lost all of them. It's not Life is not about what you had in life. Life is about what you're able to keep and maintain. And you couldn't keep those three guys and they wanted to stay together. That is a you problem. But that leads me to these other general managers. Now everybody in the NBA is talking about we need to spread the floor. We need to shoot threes. Big man need to be able to shoot threes. You know what you guys are? You guys are a bunch of marks. You know what you guys are? You guys are the ones that created guys like Harold Miner. That's right. You know how Harold, you guys, for those who don't know who Harold Miner is, he was called Baby Jordan because he had a bald head and he could dunk. And, and some dumbass general manager for the Miami Heat drafted him because they said, we got to find a guy that can guard Michael Jordan. So they drafted Harold Miner. That's how Harold Miner got in the league. Do not copy off of Golden State's identity. That is their identity. They spread the floor. They shoot the three. Everybody can't do that. You know what else you guys are like? You're like RC Cola. Remember, you ever, remember RC Cola? They tried to be Coke. There's only one Coke, brother. Yeah. You can't in any in any of them imitation. Your RC Cola, your Red Pop. Remember Red Pop that you buy from Omni and Aldi's. Your Red Pop. Get out of here. Get your own identity and try to make something of yourself and stop trying to be like the other team. You can't do that. Yeah, stop trying to be like Colin Cowherd. <laughs> and that is around the cage. <laughs> You want answers? Cleese Report. I want the truth! The Cleese Report with Roland on Inside the Cave. You can't handle the truth! Alright, Roland, this is all you this week, brother. I'm not stepping in. We only got we ain't got too much time anyway, so go ahead. What are we talking about this week? Um, since 9-11 has passed, we're gonna touch on uh I don't think it's a conspiracy, but we'll call it conspiracy just for the sake of people who still don't believe. And we're talking about the Pentagon, okay? So we had an event that happened where four planes were taken, two hit the, the um, supposedly hit the World Trade Center, towers one and two, and also building seven fell, one which crashed in Pennsylvania, and one supposedly ran into the side of the Pentagon, right? So for all you 
Marx, as CB always says, who still believe that this plane magically went into this small hole. I just want to tell you that if you just do five minutes of research, you don't have to go on YouTube. You don't have to look at some crazy guy's page like mine that's wearing a tinfoil hat, sitting in the room with the door locked, watching his back. All you have to do is read legitimate journalist. There's a guy, uh, a CNN reporter who reported on this as it happened. He said a plane did not hit the Pentagon. That is not a conspiracy. That is a fact. You can bank on it. And that's a wrap. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's it? That's it, that's all. We ain't got time for nothing else. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I guess I got, I got, I got, I got a couple questions, but you guys got anything on that? Nah, he about summed it up. You know, the reason why I feel it's a conspiracy. Well, shoot your question. Well, the reason why I feel it's a conspiracy, I'll never forget this. I've been into politics long before it even mattered in my life. And I always watch CNN and Fox. And I remember right when I, I can almost pinpoint the day, the day after George Bush was officially nominated as president. Now you gotta remember, he had that whole ballots in the ocean and stuff like that. So he really didn't become officially the presidential elect until December, almost deja vu to 2016. Can you believe that? But, uh, well, let me, let me finish. Well, don't forget the hanging chads in Florida. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They found ballots in the ocean and stuff like that. But so it took like time before actually Vice President Gore is is uh, the candidate. When for they just said, look, it's over with. The elections over with. Bush won and stuff like that. The day after that happened in Congress, the day after that on CNN, George H. W. Bush, Bush's daddy, flew over to the Middle East. The day after this was. December of 2000, they showed him. I'm thinking like, and I remember him being a kid in the whole Iraq war. I'm like, oh, what is he doing over there? I never forget that. And I don't know why that's always implemented in my mind. Why was Bush's daddy over in Iraq in December of 2000? They never said what he was over there for. Then a year later, 9-11 happens. I mean, I know it had been put together way before then, but... I don't know. That's that's the reason why this week being 9-11 week, that's the reason why I wanted to roll into uh, talk about that. Well, well, if you want to if you want to bring it a little bit more wide, I, I thought this was more about the Pentagon. Well, see, I think where the conspiracy comes in at is actually Building Seven, the one that didn't get hit by anything, the one that they actually demolished on purpose. Mm. Um, even if you believe the the whole story about the planes and whatever. They took that opportunity. There was a, a federal investigation going on, and I can't remember what that investigation was called, but uh, the documents for this investigation were in the Pentagon, but they were also on, I believe it was the 11th floor of the um, World Trade Center Building 7. So the conspiracy was is that they started this event in order to destroy the documents that was in this big uh, money investigation that they were looking for this missing money. 
and they had all the files and stuff like that. So they had to get rid of that and the way they did it. Because I don't like to really get into these things, especially with people who are from big cities, from New York. Oh, I had a friend that died in in um, in uh, uh, in the tower and this, that, and the other. Or if there was firefighters who you may have been. I don't want to devalue their life. We know them towers came down. That was a real event. The problem is, is why? And I always say this, when you create a timeline, the timeline has to make sense. When you, when you look at the events of your life over the last five years, there's certain bullet points that you can point to. So when we look at a story, right? Let's say there was really planes that hit the World Trade Center. Let's say that they really fell because the planes hit them. There's no way to explain why Building 7 fell. There's no rhyme or reason. There's not no piece of evidence. There's not an excuse that they can give of why Building 7 fell. Let me say this, though, and I agree with everything and you said. Natural. But in Chicago, if the Sears, what are they calling Sears Tower now? What are they calling Sears? What, is, what are they calling? I don't even know what the name of it is. I still call it the Sears Tower. But anyway, I was told if the Sears Tower was to fall down, a hundred buildings are coming down with it. That's what I mean, if not more. They said basically all of downtown is coming down with it, collapsing with mm-hmm. it. That's how big Sears Tower is. What are they calling the Sears Tower now? I have no idea. What is it? Anybody know what they call the Sears Tower now? No. Willis, yeah. Willis Tower? Yeah. But why? It's still the Willis Tower. Okay. If the but Willis... why do they say that, Sadie? Why do they well, say first... that? Well, first of all, it's the biggest building, I think, still in the world, at least number three. It's so, number two. Number two. So if it comes down, uh, I'm assuming the impact of, 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 of that fucking building coming down will bring everything down with it, too. That's what someone told see, that's, me. But, that's, but see, that's where you're wrong, because in a hundred like years... It'll be like an earthquake. No, nah, but that's, that's not true. The way to talk now, now we're going to get into the conspiracy, okay? Because planes, even if I say, even if I agree that the plane hit the tower, the plane is not what brought the tower down. There's proof, there's video proof that explosions are happening inside the tower. If you know anything about the World Trade Center tower, they both were what they call white dinosaurs. I mean, uh, white elephants. They, no, white dinosaurs. They did, they were not profitable anymore. That half of the built, both of the buildings were basically half empty. They had whole floors empty. Nobody, the rent was too high. It was outdated. They had a, they had to remove all the asbestos off the beams because we found out asbestos is killing people. Whatever. So, so they, what they did was, is they, when you prep a building, and I knew this before I even heard about. Even before 9-11 happened, I knew this because I watched a lot of Discovery Channel, History Channel, stuff like that. I watched buildings come down. And what these skilled dudes do is they can bring a, no matter how big the building is, they can bring a building down within its own footprint. Both of those buildings did that on the same day. And no, in the history of steel frame buildings has a building ever failed because of fire and they're trying to say that the the jet fuel was so hot it melted the beams but it would not have fell 
at free fall speed. And what that means is, is that for every feet, every foot that the building's falling, it takes 10 seconds to, you know, for it to, so as each floor fell, it would get slower and slower and slower because of the momentum is stopping because once that falls again, it hits another floor. It all dropped into its own footprint. Same thing with building seven. It showed the classic crumple where the middle of the building, they do, they take the columns out in the middle and they it, it makes building fall on itself. They do it with stadiums. How many times have you watched this? Just do it, just Google search stadium implosion or stadium demolition. It's all done the same way. You blow the inner, you blow in a certain succession, each inner column in the building falls on itself. And all you gotta do is clean it up. It does not disturb any of the buildings. Only thing they'll do is, cause they've done this in busy cities, where they'll put up a, a, a shield of padding if a building next to it has a lot of glass. But they don't have to do anything other than that than to build a wood wall around where they want the thing to fall in and that's it and all three buildings came down that way all right. i just like i said i don't even like to call it a conspiracy this like if you're still believing that osama bin laden orders orchestrated this shit, then shame <laughs> on you this is just shit's just factual it ain't even a conspiracy no more like you don't have to have a tinfoil hat to know that somebody's lying Something ain't right in the buttermilk, as my as my friends down south would say. Mm. Dog, that's what you say. Something ain't right in the buttermilk. I don't know what the fuck Roland's talking about. <laughs> yeah, that was this making week. a good point though, Roland. Hey, that was this week's Cleese report with Roland. Email us inside the cave podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to email Roland directly or, or go to his page directly, it's the Cleese Report on Instagram. Roland, you want to give an email address? Get the please report podcast at gmail.com. I'm take matter of fact, what I'm doing is is that for all my inside the cave listeners that want to drop me a topic to talk about, I'm I'm taking my first five episodes, topics from inside the cave. Do it just like if you want to be like CB, which I'm sure nobody wants to be, send me, <laughs> send me a topic to talk about. And I'll address it on Inside the, I mean, Inside the Cave on the Please Report podcast. Coming soon. Follow Inside the Cave on Instagram for more thought-provoking ignorance. We repost, you decide. Now you feel freer than you Let's take a trip to the South. Do, do, do hip hop. Down South. With Big Dog's country rap tune of the week. Repping the A, shout Check it, check it out. Let's go. Getting sucked in the midnight Blue jag, white rag Candy car, kryptonite I be pro and I keep these bitches Hoeing on a date Straight up, pimp if you want some You can find me in the age Big time, country rap to the Inside the cave. 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 In
bitches won't sick, but all I'm fucking with the chicks. I'm smoking out, going up, whipping my the beer, took out the airbag, put in a wood wheel. Big R with the country rap tune. Turn it up. Alright, that was Big Dog's Country Rap Tune of the Week. Let's get into this. The long-awaited return of Cat's Corner. Need some advice? Talk to the only woman allowed inside the cave. It's time for Cat's Corner. Cuz, you got the email? Yep, yep. Alright, we got it. Alright. You ready? You ready for it? Yeah. Alright, so, uh, Kathy writes in, she says, uh, I'm starting to get tired of my small-minded husband. That's the title. She says, my husband and I have been together for over 12 years with three, ch- with three children. Two of our younger children still, still live with us in our small three-bed, two-bathroom apartment. We have finally set ourselves up to be financially secure, where we're able to buy a house that we've always talked about, and now he doesn't want to move. He likes where we are and says things are comfortable here, and said more space in the big home would make us not close. I think he is folding under pressure and it's really upsetting. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I guess first, you know, uh, congratulations on getting stable enough to be able to make the next choice. And I say that because it's very hard for people to change. Uh, a lot of people don't like change. I'm one of those people. I plan out my change. If I can't plan my change, then I don't want it to happen. So I, I can kind of relate when, you know, he says like, you know, it won't make us close. And that could be an excuse. It could be whatever. But what I'm hearing is this change is going to be different. He doesn't want this change. And I, I, I've never been married, and CB jokes all the time that I'll be a great ex-wife or whatever, but what anybody would say about me is that I'm very uh, compassionate. So as a wife, I think your job is to make him strong when he's weak. And when he's not sure, you're supposed to make him sure. Uh, and so I think it's your job to take that doubt, and instead of looking at it as a weakness, Look at it as what what it, what it really is. It's change. And things will be different in a bigger house. You'll have more debt in a house. And I can understand that too, not wanting to be in more debt if you're out of debt. So it's, it's a lot of reasons why I could relate to him saying he doesn't want to. And I understand completely why you want him to go ahead and make that change. But just be easy on him. You know, this is, this. you are our team. So you're only as strong as, as, as he. And, and you should definitely... Uh, try more to encourage him to find the positive in that change. Big dog, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> it it kind of sounds like he just got out of debt and the wife want to get back into debt. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the, the wife may want to say, hey, let's get a bigger house. But I guess my question is, for one, how old are the kids? Because as soon as the kids leave, if the kids are teenagers and they move out, you're going to say, well, shit, this house too big now that we need to downsize. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of stuff kind of left out. But, I mean, it could be one of them deals where he's, you know, finally got financially stable. And, you know, he just probably don't want to admit it. But, I mean, it sounds like she already know the answer. He don't want to get back in that debt. Hmm. Joe, you got anything? 
You want the serious or the ignorant? I like both of them. Well, I'm gonna give you the ignorant. <laughs> so, she concerned about not moving into a house because somebody else already got that house. <laughs> oh, you trying to say, Joe, he got two houses? Hey, hey, he got two houses. He, hey, his uh, mistress or side ki- side chick, whichever one you want to call it. <laughs> it's got to be a mistress. because oh, He got a whole other family somewhere else. He making yeah. another note somewhere else. So you be uh, comfortable mm-hmm. in that apartment. Because you tell me what man don't want to be able to get into a bigger space so he ain't got to be in a confined space with his yelling-ass kids and his nagging-ass wife. <laughs> That's a great point, Joe. <laughs> he probably work all the time, Joe, so he ain't there. It depends if he's working he's second shift. He's house and have his own basement or own garage or something. Hey, Joe, let me tell you a secret. You don't have no privacy. And you got a family. Oh, I know that. <laughs> you uh, get away for a couple seconds or something. Your privacy is, in, is on the shitter, boy. And that, that's why I keep mine outside. <laughs> yeah, ain't, that ain't private either. <laughs> that's funny, dog. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, the uh, writer in there, you just get comfortable in your apartment, all right? Mm. The house ain't for everybody, man. Like, man, your show ain't. Real, like, that's really overrated. My dog yeah. made, made a good point, though, uh, as far as how old the kids are. Yeah. yeah, man, I, I know a lot of, uh, I got friends, man, you know, they got teenage kids and shit, they, they, same situation. It was in a decent house and the wife wanted to get a bigger one and one of the kids already gone, the other one got maybe a, a year or two left and she talking about selling and they ain't been in this big ass house no more in about maybe two years. Damn. Well, less than two years. And she already talking about shit, we don't need all this now. I mean, shit, you knew that. Your kids was already 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And you had a nice house. You know, so um, I mean I know several examples of that shit. It's it's something different. Well, if you got if you got small kids, you know, we're talking like three, four, and five years old, and you want that extra space, okay, that's one thing. But shit, you got teenage kids, bro, and you making you making um life altering decisions thinking your kids gonna stay there forever, then you fucking up. Uh, these teenage kids usually do stay there for Man, these kids, a lot of them, they leaving, bro. 18. <laughs> shit, they out of there. Especially if you're a real parent. They getting the fuck out of there. Mm. All right. Well, Roland, Roland, you guys got anything on this? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> not not knowing the total story. I mean, it's easy to kind of beat the dude up. Um, that's a good, a good reason to not want to get in debt. I was kind of leaning towards that way. Um, but since she's the writer in her, I got to ask her a question. What's your motive? Why do you want a house? Um, it's hard to tell someone that a home is, you know, not all it's cracked up to be or an illusion or whatever. When you're a first time, first time potential homeowner, everybody wants to get that first house, no matter what age you get to. (laughs) So, um, my thing is, is that, are you keeping up with the Joneses? Did one of her girlfriends get a house? You know, is it for Probably. status or whatever? But when you start talking about Probably. something that we're really starting to get more cognizant about is financial freedom, 
why would you burden yourself with another another huge bill? Unless, and I have a friend like this, he's an older cat. Um, he bought a new house, almost double the house that he used to have. Yeah. Now, see, and that's why I think well, we need to talk too. That house is like. Can I finish my statement? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, so, so he he's he'll have he's only been in the house for five years, and it'll be paid off in two more. Like he has that type of discipline. You know what I mean? So if you have the type of discipline that can turn a 30 year into a 15 or you can get, you can afford to get a 15 and turn it into a seven, then go for it. But I'll yeah. always say, look at the motive because I think with this financial, financial freedom piece that everybody's starting to get into, I think we start have to, we have to start making wiser decisions than we did in the past and running out and buying a $150,000, $200,000 house is not necessarily a good investment anymore. It's no such thing to me as a buyer's market or a seller's market anymore. I know plenty of people who got houses on the market right now moving north for two years. Like they, they've been, and, and while you're, even if the house is paid off, you still gotta pay taxes. You still gotta pay light, gas, water, you until that house sells. So it's more of a burden than it is anything else. Trust me. So Man, we, why you are know, you doing it? We've been sold a bunch of bullshit since the beginning. That was like a false dream. <clears throat> I remember when I first looked into buying a house and they mm -hmm. ran over the numbers and I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. So I can go out and get a $50,000 house. I mean, $50,000 car or some shit. And you say five years tops. But if I look at a house for you know, 100, 150 or whatever. Now you tell me I got to do 30. And then when you look at the breakdown of the payment. 30, like 30 is being nice. Like some people are being faced with like 60 year mortgages. Like, 60 what? year mortgage. I never yeah. heard When the housing, when the housing, when everything fell apart, that's what yeah. was happening, it fell apart. Because people were buying, and these were people like young people our age, in well. their early 20s looking out to, to try to start out. And they were getting these ridiculous. That goes back to what we talked about earlier, Cass. Somebody didn't teach these people a sixty-year mortgage. That's that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I tell you what, if you want to fuck up your day, look at your mortgage and look at the breakdown of what the money. Is. Hell yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> I let's say, learned that the hard hey, way. Hey, let's say I'm just say a thousand dollars. Let's say you pay a thousand dollars mortgage, for example. About a hundred dollars go to your fucking mortgage. Hundred dollars. Oh, oh maybe, maybe 50, goddamn. Oh, <laughs> let's get back to this lady, though. back in with my parents. Are <laughs> 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 you coming? Uh, Lamar, you, you want to say anything to this? Man, I mean, as far as the whole house thing, I mean, I get it. Uh, we was in a spot, you know, we decided to, you know, kind of upgrade because we were uh, having our third child. And, uh, you know, we gonna be here for a little while, but it just made sense. Now, at the same token, the house that we was in, we was in it because one, uh, one, 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 one salary, one wage could handle all the bills. Now, 
we in the house now where we both got to contribute to make the shit work. And if one of us, you know, go down, then it, it's going to be a little, a little tough. But the house we was in, you know, we still got it. Uh, we had to convert it into a rental because what we paid for it back in shit, 05, 06, uh, the values dropped, you know, the mortgage rate have increased. Um, so we couldn't sell it. We, we, we'd have sold it at a loss. So we still got it. And that, that's something you got to consider when you thinking about moving into this house. What if that value drops? What if that neighborhood, you know, uh, uh, is, is, is not yeah. as good as it once was anymore? You know, you got to factor all that in. So if it makes sense, go for it. But just be prepared. You know, you may have that house, you know, a lot longer than 30 years or 40 years or whatever. You may be stuck with it for a while. So you got you to gotta consider all factors. 60 years. Wow. Kat, I'll let you uh, wrap it up. I think it's important that spouses understand that through good and bad, sickness and health, you have to support your mate. And I think that for her to write into us says a lot about where she is in her mind and where her husband is in his mind. So I would like for, you know, the, the, the writer in her to know that we understand a million reasons why he could be hesitant. We understand a million reasons why you could be very eager, but you're only as strong as your team. And if your team is moving slow on a decision, you gotta ride with the team. So maybe you have to take the L on this and stay in the apartment just a little bit longer for him to feel comfortable to lead you as your husband. So when he's ready to move, you be down for that too. Somebody that marry that woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, how about this? We all take, how about we all just take turns and marry her? I'll go first. I'll go behind her. Hey, hey on, on a serious note, though, we do have go to cavecrushshop.com. And uh, I think Breast Cancer Month is uh, in October. So we have the new Save the Kittens uh, shirt available on cavecrushshop.com. Now, you go there. Cat, uh, explain how you told me how, how, how this is going to work. Well, CB is selling a, a, a breast cancer awareness logo without contributing to any breast cancer awareness program. I'll so, <laughs> he left me, I guess, let you guys know that we will go ahead and donate 20% of the purchase of a breast cancer shirt to Avon and any walkathon team. If you have a team and you are remembering someone who has been taken by such a terrible, terrible disease, then let us know, write us in, tell us your team, and we definitely want to contribute to your team to do the Avon Walkathon. So please keep us posted, write in. We want to donate 20% of the sales of the shirts to that program. No, the 80% I was just going to donate. There you go with that. No, I was going to see, I was going to put it toward the ACS, all cancer society, just cancer in general, because everybody. The conversation went, the conversation went like, oh, so who are we donating the money to? And you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Some people were were, were, uh, adamant about a cause and not give money to the cause. Well, I, I was. I was just gonna give it to the cancer society. That's but yes, I didn't. The cancer society, the cancer, like the Jewel Oscar. Like you could be a little more specific if you're saying save the kittens. That's hey, I, hey, opportunist. I'm new to this. I'm new to this cat. This is my first time selling shirts. All right, all right. <laughs> you from Chicago, right? 
<laughs> okay, I'll just check. Now it's time for our favorite part of the show. Tell me something, Joe. Got dirty headlines, nasty stories, freaky tales. It's time for the dirt sheets with Joe Dirt on Inside the K. All right, we got another uh, good story here. Uh, it's about a couple, about a wife having her husband back. You know what I'm saying? That's what you need. You need somebody to hold you down. So, in Windmere, Florida, I guess I'm saying that right, Windermere, Florida. A woman told detectives that her husband couldn't be uh, the man seen in the surveillance uh, camera video breaking into a home. And I'll tell you why she said that in a few. So the video from the home showed two men, one of whom was armed with a rifle, entering and still a 65 inch LG 4K TV, a Dell laptop, and five computer monitors. After the police released the, in- the images, uh, they received some tips saying, uh, identifying one of the guys as John Fitzpatrick, who was 32. So they went and talked to his wife at the uh, repair shop that they own. They own a cell phone repair shop. His wife, Susie Fitzpatrick, which is 25, saw the video and came up with an alibi for her husband. ACB. Great one, great woman. Hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. I give you one good stab at what she said her husband was at. <laughs> I, I have no idea. All right, she said, well, it couldn't have been her husband in the video because at that time, they was at a swingers club. Wow. What a great girl. So that's a drop the mic moment right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, we was at the Swingers Club. The cops ain't finna go check out no Swingers Club. Or will they? Or will they? (laughs) So instead of just leaving it alone and sticking to her story, she came back and changed her tune and then told the detectives that it was her husband in the video. But But he only committed the burglary because he was forced to. Listen to this bullshit. She claimed that she was drunk when they left the Ranch for Play Swingers Club, so they did go to the Swingers Club. Mm. And that uh, when they got back to the cell phone repair shop, her husband was kidnapped by three armed men and forced at gunpoint to commit the uh, burglary. uh, I would have believed that. (laughs) She had a drop the mic moment when she said they was at the Swingers Club. She could have just left it at there. Yeah. Yeah. So who's going to so, check it? Uh, John Fitzpatrick said the same thing. Of course, the police ain't believe the bullshit. <laughs> and uh, he wound up getting arrested. So to all the listeners out there, all the female listeners, have your man back. Whenever something come up and the police is involved or, you know, they're looking for him or something, just tell them, hey, we was at the swingers club. Right. That's always a good alibi. Great alibi. Nobody's gonna check that. Nobody's like gonna Martin check said, that. Like Martin said, put the dope under your titty. Hey, let me tell you something, Joe. You got bring up a great point because uh, you remember you guys remember my boy Rat. Yeah. Now, uh, Nice always had to call off for work and stuff like that. He used to tell him. He said, "Look, stop telling these people little simple shit. You wanna you wanna tell them some reason why you were late for work. You gotta tell them something crazy, something they don't even exactly. want to touch." So I was working when I was laid off one time. I was working for this company called Borg Warner, and uh, 
hell, I, I just had to get out of there because I was this was my first time actually on an assembly line. I was like, man, what the hell is this? Like, who who would have ever thought that I'd be forced back on an assembly line permanent? But I was working. I was like, man, I gotta get out of here. So I told them, I said, hey, my grandmother is trying to kill my mother. I gotta leave. Hey, just get out of here. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. And I came back the next day. No write up. No nothing. And they didn't even ask. They didn't even ask. Was everything okay? They asked, do you, do you need to go back home or what? So, if you haven't learned anything from the dirt sheets, go to the extreme with your with your lies. Don't tell basic lies. Hey, if go, they, like go they say, go home. yeah, go hey, go home. it's better to be. It's better to show up. Uh, an hour late and say you almost got killed and show up five minutes late and, and, and just, just say, hey, I'm, I'm ready, ready for, for the, the job. job. Go ex- go to the extreme. Exactly. You can always uh, implement the swingers club because I would have told him, look, my mama trying to take my grandmother to a swingers club and I need to get home and stop this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They wouldn't ask no questions. They'd be like, you just go, let's go take care of your business. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, man. That was a dirt sheet. The dirt sheets by Joe Dirt. Thank you for listening to Inside the Cave. Inside the Cave now brings you the official store to get all things Cave Crush and Inside the Cave at CaveCrushShop.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cave Crush and like our Facebook page, Cave Crush Shop. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. Inside the cave. You're on the number one show inside the cave. Three Lee Films.